Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones DDS. We're part of the 440 Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today He's a new name, but he's going to become a familiar name. He's Joey Dwyer. He is our newest hoops writer slash podcaster. So Joey and I will have a conversation shortly about Vanderbilt's basketball season that's coming up, its personnel, and what Joey saw when he got a chance to watch the team in Europe. Before we get to our interview with Joey, first of all, an apology my intention was to have more podcasts up the last couple of weeks than we did. I generally like to have about three a week, maybe sometimes four or even five if the occasion warrants. However, it also depends on guests. I really am thrilled to have Will Purdue and Corey Chavis joining me during the football season. That said, Will and Corey are really busy. They both have other media jobs, and so... It is sometimes hit and miss. Will and Corey have both been slammed with other stuff the last couple of weeks. And often because of their schedules, I don't know their availability until late in the week. So most of the time it's going to work out, but sometimes it has not. So with that, I want to have both those guys on frequently going forward. But sometimes they won't be able to make it, and because of that, I have scheduled Luke Wyatt on Mondays. That's the other thing, is we were not getting podcasts out earlier in the week, just to everybody's schedule difficulties. Luke, however, has committed to doing something with me every Monday morning, so we should have regular Monday content going forward for the rest of football season. We will also do the same thing with Joey Dwyer, who again, you will hear from momentarily. Joey appears on the guest line that is presented by Michael Kendrick of the Kendrick Group. Michael is a local carpenter and a lifelong Vandy fan. He builds bookshelves, cabinets, picture frames, furniture, and made-to-order items, including a display case for my prized Dale Murphy jersey that is hanging in my office where I'm doing this. I've seen Michael's work. He's a true craftsman. If you are in the market for custom woodwork, give Michael a call. That number is 615-830-830. 9458. Our question and answer session with Joey is presented by Sutherland and Belk, a family owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, please give Taylor or Russell a call at number 615 846 6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. Now, on to our interview with Joey Dwyer. We've got a first time guest here today at Vandy Sports. But it won't be the last time. We've got a new basketball reporter. His name is Joey Dwyer. Joey, thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk a lot of Commodore hoops. But first, I want you to tell the audience who you are and how you arrived at Vandy Sports. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, Really looking forward to getting going. Uh, Was very excited to get on for the first time. I'm a freshman at Lipscomb, uh, sports media major. For the last few years, I've covered Notre Dame men's basketball for my own site and podcast called Breaking Out Braves Boys. Uh, But obviously, there's only so much an 18-year-old can do on his own. So 
Uh, I thought this would be a great opportunity for me. I talked a lot with Sam Phelan uh, on my tours to Lipscomb. He was uh, one of the one of the guys who showed me kind of what the program could be and kind of what the opportunities could be. And it's pro proven uh, true for me early with this, this opportunity I've gotten from you. And uh, just been great to interact with both of you and can't wait to get started. Yeah, the story on how you landed us with us was crazy. I got an email with Sam Phelan, who who did what you're going to do for us last year. Sam is now covering the Tennessee Titans for A to Z Sports. Uh, people that were on this podcast listening know how talented Sam is. And you actually, Sam actually gave you your campus tour at Lipscomb and told you about the opportunity. You were basically, uh, th this word is going to sound bad, and you were almost you were stalking the job before I even knew who you were, and and watching Vandy basketball in anticipation uh, of this role that you wanted, which I thought was a cool story. So it's sort of funny how life comes full circle. Yeah, for sure. I uh, was open to a lot of opportunities, but this was always the thing I had in the back of my mind, and. Uh, just awesome that it was able to come together. Really appreciate you and obviously Sam for helping to put that together. So, uh, what's it called? Dream come true. Uh, to yeah. cover sports in this way. Well, let's talk about Vandy Hoops. You have watched a good bit of it. You've watched a lot of high school film of the players coming in. Better than that, though, you were watching – film uh you were actually watching the broadcast live as i understand it of the, the games in europe the exhibition games that vanderbilt played what were the things that stood out to you going into the overseas tour you don't want to take everything from it because obviously the competition maybe isn't as high as vanderbilt will see in the sec season but there certainly are things to take you want to see kind of the roles and uh kind of what vanderbilt's doing defensively kind of what their offense looks like. And I thought I was able to take some good things from that. Um, the big thing that stood out was Ezra Manjaw. And it was clear within the first five minutes of the first game that I watched that he would be a huge part of this team. The first play he was involved in was kind of a microcosm of his offensive game. He was trapped in the corner, wiggled onto the baseline, turned the corner and finished at the rim. Just had special quickness, showed off a nice mid-range game and some nice poise for a guard who plays so fast. It seemed like he was under control. Essentially the entire time, uh, that was really the big takeaway is how big of a part of this team he will be. Uh, Stack has emphasized ball movement all offseason, and that's how this team's going to score. They're going to be very reliant on the three ball. They're going to be reliant on getting good looks for their shooters on the perimeter because maybe those guys can't create as much as a guy like Scotty Pippen could. Um, but uh, Ezra has special quickness that allows him to penetrate the defense and kick it out, drop it down to a big at the rim and uh he may not be their most talented player that probably goes to jordan Ryder, Liam robbins but there's a chance he's their most effective player this year and that was clear in the overseas tour uh also i noticed they were really aggressive defensively and it seems that's going to be stacks uh kind of mentality is they want to they want to trap they want to hedge out on screens they want to put pressure on opposing guards and uh ezra manjohn can also do a really nice job of that from what i've seen on the overseas tour um, I think this team just wants to try to use their length to first force turnovers and just make teams uncomfortable. And uh, you saw it a lot while they were in Europe. Offensively, it wasn't quite as encouraging. Um, they seem to be somewhat three-point reliant and set reliant. So their margin of error is a little bit smaller, but uh, with a guard who can get downhill, 
uh, like Ezra can, and then guys like Jordan Wright, Miles Studi on the perimeter who can knock down shots and maybe create for themselves a little bit. Um, I think this team has the makings of a team that it could at least compete with um, some of the better teams in the SEC. Maybe not. Maybe they don't have the offensive firepower to beat them from what I've seen, but um, if the trapping and the hedging was as effective as it was overseas, which maybe it won't be quite as effective, uh, I'm sure this team could really compete, and it's a team that seems to have a little bit of an edge about them. So uh, overall, liked what I saw. There were some, certainly some encouraging things from the newcomers, uh, Ezra, obviously, and then um, Emmanuel Ansong. Stack seemed to love what he saw from him in Europe. Uh, he was their second leading scorer in Europe, according to Stack, and uh, just found ways to score without really being a focal point of the offense, which is a really special ability to have. Maybe he's not going to be a double-digit scorer for them, but he's such a great dirty work guy. And you saw that throughout um, the overseas tour. It's just a guy who's always going to be in the right spot. He's got length. He plays hard. Uh, he's competitive and just does the little things. He rebounds. He fights on the glass. He defends. Um, he's in the right place offensively, makes the right play. And uh, just a lot to like from the transfers. And then Paul Lewis, someone who really stood out to me, uh, probably going to be their backup point guard, or at least in the running for that, uh, against Trey Thomas and Noah Shelby. I think he's one of those guys that may not be a flashy offensive player, but even as a freshman, as a guy who knows how to run the offense, um, makes the right read, can hit shots when he's open, and uh, will probably develop more of an offensive skill set over the years. Noah Shelby, I didn't see a whole lot from in the overseas tour. I don't think he played very much. But um, obviously the shot is what you hear most with uh, Noah Shelby. And I think he that's part of the reason why he's competing to be a guy in the back end of the rotation this year as the backup point guard, just because of how much that shot plays in the SEC. Obviously, um, he's not a finished product as a freshman, but that shot can get you on the floor and can have you be an effective guy. Uh, early on so a lot to like from the newcomers there's still a few that I'll mention later but uh, overall thoughts uh, I think Vanderbilt had some really nice additions in the offseason and uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have some uphill climbing against some of the talent of the SEC but they seem to know what their identity is going to be and that's a defensive aggressive team uh, with a little bit of a edge to them and uh, I think offensively they're going to have to work out some kinks but this is a team that has potential to be competitive in the SEC this year okay a lot to unpack there the point guard is where everything's going to change and I think Stackhouse wants to be his wants his point guard to be a pass first guy which I seem to sense that man John is more that guy than, than Pippen was now I don't think they are better off without Pippen but it's certainly – and you've seen Pippen play, I know. Mm-hmm. I think the way the offense runs will be probably different just based on who's running it and, and what Stack really wants out of that offense. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, Ezra is more of kind of your downhill downhill pass-first type guard from the looks of it. Scotty is a guy who wants to get his own, and Vanderbilt frankly needed him to get his own. Ezra, I think, is going to be able to do that a little bit, but obviously you're right, is going to be your pass, for, pass first 
type guy who's going to penetrate the defense and kind of start the chain of events more than Scotty did a little bit, uh, at least from the looks of it so far. I want to talk about Emmanuel Ansong because that transfer, I think, went way under most people's radars. And, and, and frankly, um, with the freshman and that highly rated class and, and a point guard transfer coming in, you almost forget about him. But mm-hmm. I know that you texted me yesterday. You think that he will surprise a little bit. Does he remind you of anybody? I know you watch a lot of ACC ball. You've watched a lot of SEC ball. He's kind of an undersized, grinding I, I don't know, kind of a power forward in a in a small forward or a shooting guard's body. Uh, is that a good way to describe him? And is there anybody that you compare him to style-wise that you've seen before? The thing that I really liked about him was that Notre Dame didn't have a guy like that. So it was a nice change of pace to see a little things, guy like that. You look at him, you look at the profile, it's, a double-digit scorer at Green Bay, who was a late addition, a little bit undersized for his position, doesn't have a ton of floor game, probably won't be a double-digit leading scorer type, but you just watch him, and the profile goes out the window. It's a guy who just makes the right play. He's such a great – I think the dirty work term gets used uh, a little too much at times, a little too generously, but this guy personifies kind of the dirty work – off the ball, uh, make the right play kind of guy. Um, may only score five to seven points a night, but he's going to do everything else right. And uh, I think he's a nice addition for Vanderbilt. And even one that people might not notice um, throughout the year, how effective he is. I think he'll be a guy who just, he's going to defend, he's going to rebound, he's going to do all the little things for you. And maybe he won't be noticed all the time, but he'll certainly have an impact when he's on the floor and will be a a really nice spark plug for them, uh, assuming he comes off the bench. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast has been made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. Just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville, but he sees regular folks like you and I as well. What people love about Jody's office is the ambiance. It's relaxing. It's friendly. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. Whether your needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody today. Call him 615-270-2322. See him at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown or the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player and a huge Commodore booster, so go and talk Vandy sports with him while you're there. Go see Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of this podcast because without it, this season would not be possible. Okay, two newcomers we have not spoken about so far. Colin Smith, who I think is going to have a pretty big role on this team as a very versatile player. And Malik Dia, who Stackhouse told us that immediate availability a couple of weeks ago is the most talented kid on the team. What did you take away in watching those kids both in Europe and, and maybe just some on your own as watched as you watch high school highlights? Yeah, so I'll start with Colin Smith. He'll probably be the freshman with the biggest role, started overseas. And uh, I think a lot of that had to do with Miles Studi not really being there. Um, 
but Smith obviously is going to be a big contributor for them. Uh, has a very translatable skill set to the college level. Played high level college or high school basketball. Uh, was able to buy into a role there, and I think his role will be pretty similar. Is kind of a versatile defensive piece who can step out and shoot it. Um, has a nice IQ for the game that Stack has raved about throughout the offseason. It's just so long. He's athletic. Uh, if he can shoot at a decent percentage, he's going to be a really nice piece for them on the perimeter. Malik Dia, uh, you mentioned the stat comment, which obviously took some people by surprise, but it might not be that far off. Um, he can really shoot it, has a little bit of floor game at 6'8". Still think he's a little bit of a project, which Stack alluded to, but um, is a guy that can be a really nice option at the stretch four over the years. Maybe not this year, uh, just because of the setback he had with his injury um, in the summer, but uh, just had a great, has a great profile um, and a great ceiling. And I think Dia is a guy who may not play early and often, but uh, is going to be that guy in the back of your mind where you're thinking maybe this guy could be a really nice piece for them in a few years who could fill a nice role that Stack wants as uh, his stretch four. And you don't often see stretch fours with a floor game like Malik Dia has. I don't know how much that will translate into uh, maybe a little bit more set-heavy offense, but it's there, and you'll see it once in a while. you see a flash. And uh, both those players are really exciting. Uh, both, I think, have high ceilings. Maybe Smith doesn't have the floor game of a Malik Dia, but uh, – just has the profile of a guy who can be really effective uh, as an off-the-ball guy even early on. Okay, we haven't talked about Lee Dort. Those games happened when I was off covering football practice in August uh, and I haven't gotten a chance to go back and look at them. I, I think Dort either didn't play or played sparingly over there. I, I can't remember. I know you've seen the games, so what was the deal there? Um, so Dort – I was only able to go back and watch about a game and a half just because the other ones weren't really available after they went live. But what you see from Dort is he has a ton of strength and size. Uh, Stack has talked a lot about how he's helped the starting bigs because of his physicality. And uh, I think that'll probably be similar to what his role is. His role in Europe is probably going to be pretty similar to what it is during the season. Maybe he's not a guy who gets a ton of minutes, but he's going to come in um, – and just provide some physicality down low, be a lot of threat, uh, and just be a worker down low. Uh, has a solid stroke from the line, so maybe that translates into a little bit of a mid-range game down the line. But, yeah, Dort, um, I think is going to be – I think is probably playable, but they do have two bigs in front of them who are veterans and uh, who are going to eat a lot of minutes. Maybe Dort could be in that two-big lineup with Liam Robbins, maybe – shifting down on the perimeter and then Dort could man the five down low, even though he's a little bit shorter than uh, Robbins, but it's kind of hard to see uh, how he gets on the floor a ton just because of the two veteran bigs. But uh, I do think he's good enough to where if he plays, he can be effective at least on the glass and um, maybe not creating for himself in the post, but getting some buckets down low, um, and just switching up the pace from those two bigs who maybe aren't quite as physically gifted as uh, Dort is. Yeah, the post situation is intriguing to me. You mentioned Dort. Uh, of course, Liam Robbins is, is going to be the guy there, uh, provided he's healthy. Uh, I want to get your sense on 
how good he looked, how healthy he looked over there. And then the, the thing that I asked Stackhouse about, and he didn't seem inclined to do this, that's playing um, Melora Brown and Robbins at the same time. I have a feeling you could see that some, but probably not a lot. Did you get to see those guys used in combo at all? And just that and your general impressions on what you saw from Robbins in the summer's games. I don't recall seeing them play together. I don't believe at all. I think they really like the idea of more of that small ball lineup. And I think Robbins can uh, be more effective as the four if they do end up doing that, just because of his ability to shoot it. Um, But I think Robbins was not 100% back then. I think now he's a little bit more healthy. But uh, Melora Brown did start uh, in the overseas tour, which I was a little surprised about. But uh, Robbins was pretty quiet throughout the uh, summer session, at least overseas, from what I remember. And uh, I do think there is something there. It was pretty clear when he got a post-touch that there was something there, and he's their most gifted big down there. But uh, I think we're going to need to see a little bit more from him during the regular season than we saw there for him to be – or to consider a successful season for Liam Robbins. And I wouldn't quite give up on him, uh, but I – I'm not sure how much money I'd be willing to bet on Liam Robbins just because of the injury, but the talent's certainly there. He's proven it at the college level, and uh, if he can get back to form, he can be one of Vanderbilt's leading scorers. And uh, one of their guys who you can turn to and say, go get me a bucket uh, on a post-touch. And that's probably one of my biggest questions about Vanderbilt is, who is that guy? Liam Robbins has a nice uh, case for that if he can stay healthy and um, he can get on the floor and be the starting five for them. The guy who I think is the X factor, he's been on campus, this is now three years, but he's been hurt a lot. He's been stuck behind other guys, but I know Stackhouse loves him and I think he'll have a, a big role is Tyron Lawrence. I'm not sure what he is exactly. What are your impressions in what you've seen from him. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on him as well. I'm not exactly sure what he is. You look at the offseason he had, and uh, that's certainly encouraging. Uh, I think he had a nice week in Europe and obviously put on 19 pounds of muscle. That tweet and that quote kind of went viral on Vandy Twitter, but uh, it's a guy who is an incredible athlete. I believe he's coming off an injury a few years ago. I'm sure you are more in tune with that, but uh, yeah, he was. I think as a guy, can, yeah, that's a guy who can maybe take a leap now that he has more opportunity, like you said, and uh, has some floor game. Is quick. He's a really good athlete. Can he be efficient enough from beyond the arc? Can he be efficient enough while he's getting his own? And can he create create for himself enough to be that? Uh, that guy that we're hoping he can be this year. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's certainly in there. How much opportunity is he going to get to create for himself and how much freedom is he going to have within the offense? Not 100% sure. And it's kind of like you uh, for me. I think that's maybe my biggest mystery with this team. You kind of know what you're going to get from Jordan Wright. Ezra, I think you know what you're going to get from Liam Robbins, if he's healthy, has proven that he can be a high-level college basketball player. Tyron Lawrence um, is a guy with a really high ceiling. 
can he hit that this year? Uh, and that's a big question for Vanderbilt. Yeah, I you said it pretty well. We, we kind of know what we're getting from Jordan Wright, although I will present a scenario in which maybe we don't that I'll get into. But okay. I deliberately did this. We didn't talk about Trey Thomas or Jordan Wright because I feel like we have a pretty good idea of what their skill mm-hmm. sets are. But I'm just curious what your impression was of those guys from what you saw in the summer. Uh, Jordan Wright, I think I think I kind of know where you're going with that proposal of maybe he – I wonder if you were talking about maybe he steps up and becomes more of an off-the-bounce yeah. guy like we saw in the Belmont game and then IT. Can he be that go-to guy offensively for them, their leading scorer type, which he hasn't been in his career because of Scottie Pippen Jr., but – seems to have that uh, ability and just that that in him. So that's what I'm curious to see as well. He showed a little bit of that overseas, and uh, I think he's capable of that. There's other options, though, um, to do that if Jordan Wright can't. But uh, it's gonna, his development is going to be important as kind of their number one option offensively. And uh, Trey Thomas, I wasn't super encouraged by overseas, didn't shoot it incredibly well uh i almost liked what i saw from lewis more uh than thomas but it's a veteran presence who uh is getting point guard reps and i'm sure stack likes just to have guys getting or veterans in that backcourt room uh and thomas is going to get an opportunity early i presume and it's going to be his job to lose to those freshmen i assume at the backup point guard spot am i saying he can't get beat out Definitely not because Paul Lewis, I think, uh, showed a lot during the summer and had a lot of really encouraging signs. And Noah Shelby, obviously talented, a top 150 guy out of high school who can really shoot it and brings a lot offensively. Trey Thomas, I wasn't overly impressed by in the summer session uh, and would like to see a little more from kind of as we get into the season. I think he he certainly has to prove it in game action, unlike uh, a lot of these guys who showed a lot overseas. Yeah, just as a note, they're listing Thomas an inch taller than he was a year ago. I don't know how much difference that makes, but just as a note, there it is. Okay, we have covered a lot of ground today. Was there anything that you saw or stood out from watching video of these players, whether it was the overseas games or just watching the newcomers in their past careers that that stood out to you that we haven't gotten to today? Nothing in particular. I just think it's hard to overemphasize the impact that Ezra Manjohn is going to have on this team and how important what he can do is to this team. Obviously, um, his ability as a natural point guard and his ability to start the chain of events is going to be crucial for Vanderbilt. If he can be one of the better creators in the SEC, that's going to be huge for them because I don't know how much Vandy has in terms of shot creation, and they're going to need it to – start with ball movement uh, and to get their shooters looks. And Ezra is going to be a big catalyst to that. How much can he uh, get the defense on their heels so that Vanderbilt can keep swinging it and get good looks? Um, I just think the big questions for this team is just kind of who steps up as maybe an alpha on the floor. Jordan Wright stepping into a legitimate role as a go-give-me-a-bucket guy is – as we're becoming one of the better playmakers in the league, is it Liam Robbins maybe being their anchor defensively uh, and being an offensive contributor like he was at Minnesota? Um, is it Colin Smith 
maybe developing into a nice defensive piece and a high percentage shooter. Tyron Lawrence could take that jump as well. So a lot of questions with this Vandy team. Um, but I think we'll see a lot of those answers early just because of uh, the eye test. And it's going to be really important for this team to have a few guys step into bigger roles than they have in the past in the post Scotty Pippen Jr. era. All right, Joey, it's been a lot of fun to do this. We've got a lot more of these coming. We'll probably have a couple more before the season starts, which, goodness, mm-hmm. not that far away. November 7th against Memphis. And I know that's mm-hmm. a game you and I are really looking forward to watching for a bunch of reasons. That will be a uh, that will be a great first game to cover for me. I was uh, thinking I was going to get a Southern Miss type game to start out, but Memphis is certainly something, especially with the history that these two teams have and all the personalities uh, surrounding the game. Yeah, we we got a stack penny matchup too. That's it's okay. pretty good out of the gate, my man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely a yeah. lot different than uh, a bye game to start out the season, and really excited for it. I think uh, college basketball is much better uh, when early season matchups like this happen rather than all the teams kind of just limping out of the gate. No doubt. Well, we'll we'll get into that one a little bit later. Uh, tell folks whether they where they can follow you on Twitter and anything else like that before we end the show today. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my, I just changed my handle. I think it's Joey underscore DWY now. Um, so follow me on there. I believe Chris also tweeted it from the Vandy Sports account. So if you scroll down a little bit, uh, it'll be there. So I uh, appreciate you guys uh, listening if you're still here. And uh, really looking forward to putting out some good coverage for you guys as I get acclimated to covering Vandy and covering a new team. Uh, really excited to get more in the swing of things and just get more familiar with the program. Uh, so hopefully hopefully I'm a know-it-all by the end of the year like, um, like Chris is. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk, and MyPerfectFranchise.net. And, of course, our friends Michael Kendrick and the Kendrick Group. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. We also ask that you subscribe to our website, vandysports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at vandysports.com. Follow me at chrislee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.